podcast and I need you to now sing the, the child's play theme song. Does he have a theme song? The How buddy song. Yeah, sing the buddy song, Justin. Oh, it's not like a... Oh, he doesn't have an actual song like, Chucky, Chucky, I got a knife. Chucky, Chucky, I'll cut your wife. Nothing like that. No. <laughs> I kind of like that better than the buddy song. So we will take that. But that's a little <laughs> scary that you came up with that off the top of your head. I feel like I should be concerned about you right now. I thought he had a song like that. I'm, I'm mistaken. Yes, you are mistaken, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Oops. You just kind of made that shit up. Oh, man. Hey, Cinefans, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Slayers podcast. If you could not tell by the ramblings at the beginning of this episode, we are talking about the 2019 reboot slash remake of the Child's Play franchise. It is Heather, Justin, and I, and we will be talking about what we like, didn't like, and everything in between with the aforementioned 2019 Child's Play. Starting this off in a random order that I just decided. Justin, what do you like about Child's Play? All right. Big Chuck. Chucky returns to the screen. So what did I like about Child's Play? Well, actually, um, this <laughs> may come as a shock to some people, but I don't know. I, I found this movie to be kind of fun. Uh, I had fun with this. Um, as far as just things that I liked, uh, I think that the um, acting performances are definitely something to talk about. Um, when I found out that Mark Hamill was going to be voicing Chucky, I kind of wondered what that was going to be like and how he was going to approach the character and how he was going to do that. And I think that he does a good job here. He sounded creepy when he needed to, when he was confused or whenever he needed to kind of come off as this uh, computerized version of Chucky. I thought that he uh, nailed those scenes. So I thought that Mark Hamill did a good job actually voicing uh, the Chucky character. And then uh, Audrey Plaza and Gabriel Bateman are mother and son in this film. Uh, I thought both did well. I think that Gabriel Bateman, especially playing the role of Andy and being kind of Chucky's buddy, if you will, in this movie, the, the, this was a tall order for him. He had to carry most of the scenes. He had to carry most of this movie. And I do feel that for the most part, he does that to me. Uh, you know, there's nothing, there was nothing particularly about the, the character that I disliked or anything like that. Now we'll get into dislikes and stuff. And there were maybe some decisions here and there and stuff like that, that maybe that character could have done better or they could have wrote better. But as far as his acting performance in this character, didn't have a problem, uh, with him at all. I thought that, especially at the beginning of the film, when he's, um, when he sort of reluctantly reluctantly takes this present that his mom gives him and then this kind of budding friendship or this kind of kinship that he has with this uh with this robot buddy and some of those scenes i thought they were kind of genuine you know they were actually nice scenes and people were enjoying them in the movie theater that i was watching it in and i just really think that that kid did a very good job and audrey plaza now if you're if you're a fan of parks and recreation then you know how audrey is she's just got this very eccentric quirky type of charisma and you know and it's kind of a like it or like her or hater sort of thing well i like her i like audrey plaza i like 
um, seeing her on screen. And she always entertained me on Parks and Rec. And I haven't really like followed her career. So I'm, so maybe there are other movies that I might have missed, but I, I liked seeing her here. And I thought that she did a pretty good job as this young mother. Like she was, you know, she was um, working and trying to provide for them, but at the same time was trying to have a boyfriend. And there were times when things would happen and she would laugh in an Audrey Plaza type of way, or she would, or when uh, she would be trying to talk to someone and she would do a line of like only she can do it in her quirky, awkward kind of way. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed her. And I thought she did well here as and as uh, Andy's mother. So I enjoyed uh, both of them. And as far as some of the special effects and things like that, um, the, the film definitely had its moments, but there were definitely uh, other moments where it seemed a little choppy and everything. But for the most part, the interactions with the 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 buddy doll or Chucky and when he would walk around or sometimes when those blue eyes would just be staring at somebody else in the shadows or something like that there were just a lot of spooky imagery in this movie that i thought was very well done they did a good job of making this chucky different but still in that same essence this creepy kind of looking doll that just at any moment um could just do something to you and you just wonder what he's thinking or what he's looking at whenever he's staring at someone so there were just a lot of great uh imagery scenes that that were in this movie and then lastly just to talk about like the story and pacing for a little bit i i was so afraid that and maybe that's why i enjoyed this because i just came in with such low expectations but i was dreading that this movie would try to be some sort of serious take on uh technology and our reliance on um robotic things and cell phones and siri and different things like that i really thought that this was going to try to be some sort of dark brooding commentary on that and I'm just so happy that they didn't do that. I felt like this film didn't take itself seriously. There, it, it would always kind of cut in with the horror stuff and the, and the tension building stuff with some well-placed jokes and stuff like that. I didn't laugh at everything, but I did laugh at, at a lot of the jokes in this film and a lot of the uh, awkward moments that were played for laughs. And some of that, too, was Audrey Plaza and people like that just having that comedic timing. But, you know, I felt like this is not a film that took itself seriously. It knew that th it knows that this film very much knows that at the end of the day, this is a doll killing people. And there's only so much serious that you can bring to such a story. So I think that in, in that sense the movie succeeds. It doesn't take itself seriously. It doesn't um, try to give you, it doesn't try to reinvent this wheel so much that it's too unfamiliar with child's play, but it does some different enough things to where it it did feel like a fresh experience. And ultimately um, I had fun with this. Heather, your turn. What'd you like about child's play? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's good points, Justin. I think for me, um, I do remember seeing the originals as a kid 
and they were pretty creepy, but obviously I was younger too. So I was, I was very interested and kind of excited to see what they were going to do with this. I like that they veered a little bit from the original and the storyline of how Chucky is Chucky. Um, I do. Yeah. I mean, I like that they also changed the look of the doll itself because the original one is pretty iconic and it is very terrifying, but they, they made it modern. They made it different. And I do appreciate that they did that because they, I mean, definitely not a doll that looked, you know, like friendly or happy. Like it just any part about the doll, even when it was like smiling or supposed to be its normal Chucky, that's not, you know, weird and malfunctioned. It was creepy looking, um, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 I do like that they kind of switched up the look a little bit, you know, um, they didn't have to do much with it, but they, they did switch it up a little bit and it, they really did a good job with the, how, um, menacing the doll is and just how creepy it can be when, you know, he's lurking in the corners or he's playing back audio of things like the moments when he's killing the cat. And things like that, that he's just replaying at random times, you know, just to uh, basically torture and whatever. So it it worked well with how they did that part of it. Um, and just the, you know, like registering. There's, the, I feel like there's a little bit of kind of a deeper thing there in a sense, not too much, obviously. But when you see all these kids just watching these horror films and watching all these, you know, all this violence and stuff like that, and they're just laughing and they think it's so funny and just that doll registering like, oh, uh, murder and killing and violence makes people happy. It makes them laugh, which is kind of like you think about it and like that that's kind of sick. <laughs> and that's kind of true because people yeah. love it. And that's why that's why a lot of people saw this movie, too, because they're just like, I love horror movies. And I'm one of them. I do not because violence makes me happy, but just because I always want to know what are they going to do. But either way, you, there are even with video games, things like that. People are just like enthralled with it or they're just like yeah die and you know just like all these things and so that doll's like registering these kids being happy about seeing people being killed and mutilated and murdered and everything so i thought that was a very interesting thing to add into that that that's something he registered and he's like well seems to make you happy so i think i need to do it you know it's kind of like that's a little surreal like it kind of this it almost felt like this was a um like a throwback like episode that Black Mirror wanted to do or something, you know, like where it's talking about just how crazy and overbearing technology can be and how sinister things can be when you rely on your technology and all that. So it just kind of felt a little bit like a the original Black Mirror type of thing where, you know, it's just like it starts with this. And, you know, so they actually had one this season that was kind of similar to it with the little robot thing that was able to, um, you know, like actually be a person it was very similar but um anyways so yeah they just they they did um they did do it differently and they added that element which i did kind of appreciate just because that's a thing especially in today's age and that is interesting that you know it's definitely more of a thing now than it was back in what the 80s when the original movies came out where people rely on technology and people rely on all of these horror movies and Everyone wants to know what's the new scary movie coming out and all these things. And um, maybe Child's Play was the original one might have been kind of a, um, 
one of the original things that caused people to want to see them more. You know, um, it's very popular and they had what, three or four of them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of an interesting element that they added into that. I will say it kind of, um, <laughs> elements of it sort of reminded me of like, I think one of you guys I remember talking about in the, uh, the Pet Cemetery podcast about how you just felt like some of the actors in it were sort of just, they were, it was like they were acting in a different movie than everyone else because they were just going beyond, you know, and really just stepping up their game in the acting when the script was not deserving of it kind of thing. And that's what I felt like with this movie. Um, but I do want to say that it was kind of cool though, because the kid, um, Gabriel, what was his name? Um, Gabriel Bateman, who plays Andy, I think he's actually a gem in this movie. I think he is such a gem. He is like solid, like his every emotion that he shows, everything that he's going through, you see that he feels it. Like you just really believe yeah. any emotion that he's going through. And I thought he was fantastic. And his performance far surpassed most people's. <laughs> but I thought it was great because in a movie like this, especially because there's kind of like so much to live up to with it. I like you need to have that talent and that performance from the kid to be able to pull off something like this when you're trying to reboot or remake something like that. So he was fantastic. I think every scene he was in, he just really stole it almost. Um, Aubrey Plaza honestly did good too. Like I like what you were saying about her. She is very eccentric, very quirky. She's always kind of like an oddball character or personality in her roles which I appreciate because I think she does it really well. Um, but I did want to see her more in like a normal, just kind of calmed down, just normal everyday person type of role. And she was that in this, you know, she was a single mom trying to take care of her kid, that kind of thing. She still had her quirky elements to it, which was fine because it made it more real. It wasn't like she was following a script to a T. I feel like she kind of added a little bit of her own flavor into it, which was really good mm -hmm. um, for the most part. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. There were some times when I was like, it's a little bit too Aubrey Plaza for me to feel like it's a character in this movie. But for the most part, she did a pretty good job with that. Um and honestly, like aside from the kid Andy, um, I honestly think that um, Brian Tyree Henry, who played the detective that lived down the hall, I think he was by far like one of the best characters in the movie. You know, he was just like, yeah, I very liked him likeable. too. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. He was very likable. Um, you know, you could tell he's obviously got those detective instincts in some ways where he's picking up that something's strange. You know, I'll get to the dislikes of that also in this, but um, he was just very likable. He was, you know, he was like the cool guy in the building. Like you could just tell that he, he cared about the people in the building and he cared about Andy and he was kind of like someone like and it was the first person Andy felt like he could connect to that he felt like was sort of a friend for him. And um, he was just very real in it. And he was just a very good character. And he was just enjoyable to watch anytime he was on the screen. So I really liked him, too. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, um, you know, like I, I do like the um, it's kind of like a a double-edged sword, which I'll get to also in my dislikes, but the technology aspect of it, just in general, that they made that kind of a big factor in this of, um, you know, why, why Chucky is Chucky, <laughs> you know, and just kind of like the, just seeing the, the, um, the heart of people who like, if they, if they want to be evil or if they're angry, they'll do evil things and they'll, 
mess up other people's lives kind of thing like that. Like if you wanted to get really into it because you see that guy in the shop that's getting yelled at and he gets pissed off. And so he just decides, I'm going to make this one an evil doll. I'm going to set off all restrictions. And who knows why he felt like that was the way to go with that. But either way, it just kind of shows that like, you know, like technology really sometimes has a huge power over us more than we think it does. And um, especially in the younger generation, because they rely on it so much. There was, you know, they even have like the buddy app that you can look on to see what is buddy seeing and things like that. And it was just really like advanced technology. And so I like that they did make it more modern in that way. And that they made that sort of a huge element of what, um, what made Chucky, Chucky, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's that's pretty much my I would say my likes for it. Um, it was it was original in its own way, but still not original, obviously, because it's a, a kind of a reboot of it. So, yeah, those are those are mine. Well, thanks for stealing my thunder, Heather, by stealing some of my points. Um, but what I'll add to this is the little boy Bateman. Um, he was also in Lights Out. So if he looks familiar, that's what what else he was in. Thank you. I was like, um, I know I've seen him in something. Okay. Mm, yeah, okay. Okay. And the only reason why you're surprised by Brian Tyree Henry is because you don't watch uh, Atlanta. Because if you watched Atlanta, you would know that he was just going to be great in this movie. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know what else to say to that. I mean, he's fucking fantastic. Uh, Aubrey Plaza was okay. I was not as... Uh, happy with her performances you guys were but i mean she was okay um mark hamill is as chucky i was not surprised with how he did the voice and i'll go into that later too uh it's it's a very familiar thing for me um but i mean overall what i did like about this movie is this and this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment it kind of is but it's a slightly better version of the pet cemetery remake that me and Justin have talked about before and that Heather referenced where we talked about in that where it's got a lot of good ideas and it's got a lot of potential and it just doesn't live up to that. I kind of feel that this movie is the same way. It's got a lot of potential, doesn't always live up to it, but I think it lives up to it more than Pet Cemetery does. I think they fully realize more of their ideas and what they wanted to do to make it unique and different from the, the other versions of this story in a better way. I don't necessarily agree with those decisions, but I will say that they were committed to them enough to where they they legitimately went all in with them. Uh, I did like the fact that it did ultimately become a gigantic gore fest because for a very long part of this movie, I was like, where the fuck is the murder? And when it decides to start killing people, it does. And that's fun. I liked that. I liked that what it did it did some fun things with it once they finally decided to start killing people and they did some homages to some of the old chucky things like he does take down a guy by cutting his legs which i was happy yeah that they 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 did that and they paid homage to that and stuff like that uh the way they use technology in this i liked it when it involved chucky it does involve some other things later that i didn't like but i liked it when it involved chucky at least the way they did a lot of those scenes and him kind of being an ai and learning and adapting and those things i did i did like them uh because it felt very kind of 
authentic to what it would be like, you know, with an AI doll and stuff like that when it's learning things. And and like you guys alluded to, I, I liked that whenever he was just sitting there with those like glowing blue eyes, it was like the creepiest yet kind of wholesome thing ever because he still kind of looked like a cute child's doll. <laughs> but then at the same time, it was just unsettling. Yeah. As fuck. Yeah. And I liked the way they made him look whenever his eyes would turn red. You know, that very much is a huge trope in a lot of these movies that do feature robotics that when they're good robots, they have blue lights. And when they're bad robots, they have red lights. That is a weird trope that just isn't everything like this. But I, I it was fairly effective in this with with the way they made him look because it did kind of make it more reminiscent of him being like a demonic you know you know black magic possessed doll of a serial killer or with a serial killer in him type of thing it kind of made it portray that a little more but then at the same time it's one of those like weird like things where at the same time i still kind of missed the fact that he didn't have the blue eyes when he was killing people because that was also one of the very menacing things about the original chucky is the fact that he would still have those like deep blue eyes he would just have this weird you know angry face when he did it so i mean it's this is one of those things where this movie very much had me kind of going all over the place where i was liking things but then also not liking them at the same time because of weird nostalgic reasons and i hate that like i hate that about myself so that's why i do end up thinking of them positively when i'm being critical about it because if i do take away the nostalgia aspect of it I do find those scenes to be positive, if you if that makes any fucking sense. Um, and also shout out to uh, one of the Stranger Things kids being in one of these movies. And it wasn't Finn Wolfhard or <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. You know, I was kind of glad to see, you know, these other kids getting some play. Wait, who from there? Um, he was one of the friends. Wait, uh, <laughs> hmm. I don't remember that. Not the girl, right? Not the other girl. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm completely wrong, and I'm going to end up editing all that out. One of the kids in it, I thought, was one of the Stranger Things kids. Oh, really? I'm completely wrong. I actually oh, okay. kind of thought that the girl. Say. I actually thought the girl looked like the redhead girl, but I was like, it's probably not. But um, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it. They all kind of look like they could have been in Stranger Things. It's fine. <laughs> no, I thought the kid that played Omar was Caleb McLaughlin. Oh, actually, yeah, I can see it that. Wasn't. He, he does actually. Yeah, he looks. He looks because I don't because I don't know when they filmed this. So I didn't know if it was just like we were seeing him younger than I've seen him lately or something. Yeah, that's true. And so it just, he really like it just it looked a lot like him and he sounded like him with his angry face. Yeah. Like, you know, I can see that. Yeah. So. Oh, no, that also kind of just makes me seem racist. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm keeping any of this in or not. I probably will because I'm going to be fucking lazy and I won't edit this out. But at least we caught my mistake now. So don't at me. Plus, I don't give a fuck <laughs> at me if you want. I'm still not going to care. Um, But I will say that, like I said, it did succeed in, in some ways that did surprise me. Uh, Like I said, with some of the AI stuff with Chucky, I really, I really kind of liked that. I also liked how his voice was very unchanging whenever he was angry yeah. or doing the things he was still, he still had the same timber of voice. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't, it didn't go rage voice. 
it was still just because that's what a robot would do. A robot would have the same voice, yep. you know, and I liked that. That was very true to what they were portraying with that. And also that those types of things were more unsettling. And that's what I liked about it is the fact that he would be saying and doing horrible fucked up shit, but still sounded like a sweet, wholesome best friend, buddy doll. Yeah. And j- and, but I will say this. I don't remember the name of the compli- company in it, like Kaplan or something like that. Like, um, yeah, it's I will say this. Similar to that, yeah. Yeah. I know this is the like section, um, but I will say this. They need to fire whoever did their, the design models for their Kaslin. My Buddy 2 dolls. Kaslin, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They need to like fire whoever did the design for their My Buddy 2 dolls because <laughs> I think. The My Buddy One doll, while he looked kind of weird because it's Chucky, works a lot better as a design than their two, their series two, because all of them looked dumb. Just all of them. Yeah, I agree. And the reason why, and the reason why I say it's a like or it still falls under the like section is because it kind of made Chucky look a little better. Like they all look stupid. And I'm like, this is supposed to be the upgrade. And there wasn't even an upgraded version of this series one. Yeah. I didn't see any that were just slightly tweaked versions of that one. They all just looked new and different and stupid. So like I said, it makes his design stand out a little better in a positive way. So that's why it's a light. Any more likes from you guys? (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, as you were talking about kind of the AI and everything, it just made me think of something that I forgot to say uh, in my likes, but just, um, just, yeah, Chucky's rationale in this, I just really liked because at first, whenever that engineer person that committed suicide did that and he took off all the inhibitors and everything like that and, uh, um, and and made it to where he wouldn't have the ability to understand things, or at least he would just uh, understand things on extreme levels and things like that. Took off all the blockers and inhibitors. At first, I was kind of like, okay, well, that's still like a gamble. I mean, what if he just is an extremely happy doll? Or what if he's just an extremely likable doll? Or what if he's just an extremely... So that was, I think, the challenge is trying to get get uh, make us understand why this doll is killing and i think that overall especially at the beginning of the movie and i think that's why it took its time getting to the kills because they really wanted to just develop how this doll develops how this ai develops that rationale and i just loved how that's what this was about really chucky is really just trying to be the ultimate friend and it just all goes wrong you know he thinks when he thought he was protecting andy he wasn't when he thought he was doing something that would make andy happy it wasn't quite that when he thought that somebody was a problem because of something that was said or something he was taking things too literally and i just loved how that tied in to his original settings he wasn't able to read sarcasm he wasn't able to read that the person when he said oh i wish that person was gone he wasn't serious i just loved how he wasn't able to read any of those things because of those settings so in the end he just 
kind of took things to the extreme because that's how he interpreted things. And that worked for me. That rationale for why he was killing in this film, though, yes, it wasn't the serial killer trapped in a doll's body, which you could argue ultimately still is better. I liked the rationale of the AI in this and how he arrived to that killing stage because at first it was all about trying to get Andy to see something and even at the end or, or be Andy's friend and even at the end he was trying to prove a point to Andy about his friendship with him and stuff like that so I just feel that all of that really worked kind of uh, uh and then of course at the end things kind of change and we'll get to that but up until that point, especially at the beginning and when he starts killing, I just thought that was well done with how they explained why he's doing the killing and whatnot. It's funny because as you were saying that, I just realized like this movie's the anti-Toy Story. Like if your toy that you have that wants to be loyal just goes evil instead of like Woody style with how he <laughs> handles things. So I was yes. like, hmm, that's an interesting dynamic. And both of their names are Andy. So maybe this really is the anti-Toy Story story. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> anyways, no, the thing I was going to say is, um, I don't know if you guys remember the part kind of when, um, when Andy first gets the buddy doll and he's naming him and he calls him Han Solo. I kind of thought that was a funny, humorous thing because, you know, Mark Hamill's playing the, the doll and that's Luke Skywalker and so he like the name changes to not Han Solo. And I thought that was kind of funny. I don't know if that was supposed to be on purpose or not, but I just thought that was kind of a humorous thing if you know that Mark Hamill is the voice of the doll. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Now it's my turn again. Go for it. So I'm going to say half fuck this movie. Just like half. Okay, that's maybe, better. Maybe even a little less than half. Maybe just like 45% fuck this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, because it tried at least. I'll say that it tried. Men in Black and in Dark Phoenix and Godzilla and Brightburn and I don't know. I think I'm missing another one. I don't know. Oh, oh Ma. Yeah, none of them fucking tried. I'll say at least this one tried. So it doesn't get a full fuck this movie. Like I was saying earlier, um, I know a lot of people were kind of maybe liked the Mark Hamill voice and all this other stuff. Or, you know, like you guys said, you, you might have been a little surprised by it and all this other stuff. I wasn't just for the sheer fact that this is the exact voice he uses to voice Brigsby Bear in Brigsby Bear. It's it's the exact same fucking voice. Mm. It, so I was I was a little bothered by that as a huge fan of of the movie Brigsby Bear. It just kind of made me sad that he brought this voice to this movie instead of, <laughs> you know, making it fully unique in this movie. It just was a little sad. It'd be like if he did the Joker voice in this movie, it would, you know, it, it just... It, it's not the same also fuck this movie for uh going ai with it like this isn't black mirror come on guys nobody wants to see <laughs> that in this movie like when it boils down to it you want to see a serial killer possessed doll because if you do a sequel to this movie it's it's now ultron it's you know him his consciousness going on the web and infecting another doll which also every time they do these fucking movies where it's like a fucking ai thing that goes you know overboard and is like killing people they're able to always spread it to other things and that's not how networking works guys like i understand you're supposed to suspend disbelief and all this other stuff but that's kind of my field 
That's 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 what I work in to a degree without getting any more specific. And it just really bothers me when you see things like that, because that's in the base realm of what people know how to fucking do. Like everybody knows, like having to collect, connect a tablet and a cell phone and a video game system and your TV and your Apple TV and your computer and all this other bullshit to Wi-Fi. You understand that it's just not you open the fucking box and it's all of a sudden on your network. And that's what it would have to be for him to just be able to access everything within the Caslin, you know, things, because I understand that's the whole point of these things. They're smart devices and they're supposed to be once they're on network with other Caslin devices, they can c- connect to things. But at the end of the movie, when there's all these My Buddy version two dolls sitting around and none of them have been turned on before and they haven't even been connected to the same fucking Wi-Fi network that he's on, which also how the fuck does he just show the fuck up and he's on the Zedmart fucking Wi-Fi network. He's just anywhere he is, he's automatically connected to that Wi-Fi network. Is this in a world where there's no fucking secure networks and everything everybody's just roaming around on free Wi-Fi? Or does he have cellular capabilities? And if that's the case, do all these other things have cellular capabilities? And if that's true, that's fine. That's perfectly acceptable. And you know, nowadays technology, I mean my tablet does the same thing, and so does my watch. But you'd still have to activate the SIM cards. It just doesn't work automatically with the device never being turned on or a subscription or an account being attached to it or anything like that. So there's just no way, shape or form that he can take over every fucking doll and drone and all this other bullshit in a fucking store to just make it go haywire. I understand. I sound like I'm ranting and just nitpicking a, a fucking part and it's a slasher film. It's okay. Blah, blah, blah. No. That's just not how technology works. And if that is how they're positing that Kaslin technology works, and maybe it's using a this proprietary version of Bluetooth and all this other stuff, that still means the network is incredibly ins- unsecure. And that if you're in one my buddy and it just automatically connects to somebody else's my buddy, you'd theoretically be able to just hack into their system without actually doing much because other proprietary Bluetooth technology that they're using to interconnect all their devices. So then you would have like peeping toms and perverts just hacking into other people's shit and watching them like my bodies, like through my buddies and all this other stuff. And it just causes a whole other host of issues that Caslin would just be shut down because their stock would plummet because if that came out, it would just ruin everything they've ever done, especially if they're also working in the industry that also has self-driving cars and if it automatically can connect to things just like chucky does with that then that also means that is the most unsecure thing in the world and that means that just people would be dying left and right from cars being hacked into and just overridden and all this other stuff it just causes a whole host of issues that just i cannot suspend disbelief before for because it's all just fake movie magic bullshit and it's also just this is fine in 2001 when nobody understood how wi-fi worked with anything you know and you would always have the hacker that could hack a fucking car with a cell phone next to it that's fine that was 2001 that was the base knowledge that anybody understood but everybody connects to wi-fi now with multiple devices on a regular basis I mean, how many times are you rolling up to a Starbucks and connecting to their Wi-Fi or at an airport or a McDonald's or on the on a on a public uh, transport uh, transportation uh, thing like, you know, the CTA in Chicago and stuff like that? We're constantly connecting to Wi-Fi networks. People understand that when you go to new buildings, you have to connect to new Wi-Fi or be on your own cellular and stuff like that. That is a very common knowledge thing now. And to just use that as a cheap exploitative version of how you're going to have 
cause this massacre of things just doesn't fucking work in 2019. It doesn't. And you might think I'm done. I'm not. Like I said earlier, Aubrey Plaza was just kind of okay. No, no one thought that. Trust me. Well, in case you did, you're wrong. I'm not done. So like I said earlier, Aubrey Plaza, like I said, she was just okay. I, I, for the most part, the way she delivered her lines and everything was fine. It, one thing that just really, really, really fucked me up when it came to her was there's this one scene where Chucky's just sitting there and she just, I don't know, chastised her son or some bullshit or had a fight with the guy she was fucking or something. And she just turns to the Chucky doll and she's like, are you my butt, 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 buddy? And that's it. That's the entire fucking end of that scene. And then it just, that's literally in the movie just to come back later so that they could replay <laughs> he could replay that recording later and it still doesn't make any fucking sense then it just doesn't matter it's a throwaway line and it's just fucking stupid but dear god they make a huge fucking point out of it and i don't know why and it just drove me nuts with how smart some of the things were and then they would just drive home the stupidest of fucking bullshits like i don't know what was that line where he's like oh stab somebody like out something i don't remember it was some stupid throwaway line this is for tupac that yes thing? Yeah, fuck that line too come on not a single one of those fucking kids knows who tupac is like i don't care how <laughs> cool their fucking parents are none of them know who tupac is so fuck that line too it just made no damn sense you know when they have the whole scene where and also why the fuck did she have to be fucking with a married guy why did that matter what did that guy being married to someone actually matter in this movie? Because it just didn't. They just did it so that you 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 end up thinking, oh, this guy's even worse than I thought. Which he was already just kind of a shitty asshole. But even then, he wasn't even that shitty of an asshole. They kept just trying to make you. They were just trying to force down your throat that he was just a shitty guy, and he really wasn't. He was just a guy that was fucking a woman that happened to have a kid. And that was really it. That's all that character ultimately was. And that doesn't necessarily make you a shitty person. If you're just fucking a woman who has a kid and you really don't give a fuck about the kid. If it's just a purely sexual relationship, that doesn't necessarily make you an asshole. And yes, at one point he does do the, you know, the pen, the penultimate like, oh, look, he's abusive type of thing because he pushes the kid onto a bed. Yes, I'm not saying or condoning that method of dealing with a child whatsoever. But at the same time, if you're going to put that scene, have him fucking slap him or something, then I'm just saying really actually sell the fact that he's an asshole instead of just acting like he's an asshole because the kid thinks he's an asshole. Like that's ultimately all it was. And I understand that he, the kid's the main character of the, the, the movie. And so you really want to like see things through his eyes, then really drive it home then. Like, then fucking go for it then. Like, make him be an alcoholic drunk. At least that stereotype would fit with what they were trying to make that character seem. Instead of him just being somebody that's just kind of abrasive and just kind of, you know, apprehensive towards a kid that's already apprehensive towards him to begin with. You know, so they, then, like I said, they want to throw in the fact that he's married. So you're just like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. So whenever he actually dies, like, were we supposed to cheer? Because the cheating asshole died. Like it real like that's really what it was. They were like really trying to justify really setting him up for the gruesome murder that was coming his way. And to me, I'm just thinking, just fucking kill the guy. It's a fucking slasher film. It doesn't matter. You don't have to justify your fucking kills. 
fucking kill him. Like you can just justify it based on this other shit. You don't have to have him be a cheater to like justify him being, you know, murdered by Chucky. You can just have the fact that the kid doesn't like him would be enough for the rationale that Chucky had. Like, you know, what Jasmine was saying earlier, the rationale that the doll used to, you know, go on his murderous spree that was already built in with just the kid not liking him. So you might as well just fucking kill him for that reason. Don't just try to like give other reasons so that other people would just be like, yeah, let's kill the adulterers. Like this is, you know, fucking like biblical Sodom and Gomorrah type of bullshit. I am slightly out of breath at this point, but I'm going to keep trucking through because I've still got some more shit to say. Oh boy. Why did this movie have to sit there and sully the good name of a bear with those bullshit shitty looking fucking dolls like could they have not at least made the fucking thing look like an advanced version of teddy ruxpin why did it have to look like the benicio del toro wolfman and call it a bear (laughs) and also how are these fucking dolls that don't have teeth biting people with what appeared to be the a set of teeth that bears have they were like killing people with it it made no fucking sense and also why was this zedmark thing selling fucking drones that could fucking murder people like i understand that like chucky had taped razor blades onto these propellers and stuff like that which also did chucky set up for this fucking thing for like 12 hours because this fucking doll is walking around and taping razor blades to the individual propeller blades of multiple drones. And it wasn't even on like a single blade. He was doing it on like all of them on all these propellers because also that would right. throw off the balance. I'm sorry. I know I'm nitpicking, but this fucking movie deserves it because it gives me no reason not to. And also, how the fuck would it like stab into uh, to Paperboy's character in this fucking movie? Like, I understand, like, it was those, like, weird, like, razor blade things, but that's not really how they operate. And that just seemed really dumb when it stabbed into him, like, all this other stuff, because they did the whole Aubrey Plaza saved his life, like, five seconds before that, and then he gets killed, like, trying to save a kid type of situation. And, yes, I know he doesn't actually die, but that was really the thing they were trying to sell with that. And it just really makes no sense to have both of those scenes back to back, because it's not even like this shows on, like, a fucking Game of Thrones level where you're like, oh, shit that person didn't end up dying oh wait now they did die like that's the type of shit that like game of thrones actually earned and realistically portrayed that shit where this movie just did it so they could do the fake death so he could come back at the end and save the day like fuck that come on and also at a certain point why was anybody saying anything in front of this fucking chucky doll because so many times in this movie did somebody say something in front of chucky and then chucky just randomly played it in front of the person that he was saying it about and then like two minutes later they do the same thing again obviously that doll is a fucking snitch don't say a damn thing in front of it (laughs) if i ever had anything bad to say about somebody i would look the fuck around for a fucking two glowing ass blue eyes because it's not like that motherfucker really could hide like (laughs) how is anything dark and you can hide from that like that doll can hide from you Is it walking around with its eyes closed? Because those fucking things are like fucking high beams on a fucking like Audi. You know, those halogen beams that blind you in your rearview mirror when you're driving late at night. Yeah, that's what that fucker's eyeballs. How did it hide from anyone? I'm done for now. I'm fucking tired. I need a cigarette. I need to drink some liquid. My throat hurts a little bit. It's a little scratchy. Somebody else go. Take a breather. Who is it? It'd be uh, Heather. 
Heather, what did you not like about this movie? Oh, me? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with the things you're saying. Um, <laughs> I think so the technology aspect, it was cool, a cool addition just because it made it more modern and whatever. But I still think the idea of, um, and Jason sort of alluded to this earlier, the idea of, uh, Chucky being possessed by the soul of a serial killer is a way more terrifying plot in my opinion. Um, and also as advanced as the technology is, it makes it seem like he has emotions, like that he has emotions about things instead of just restrictions. So the idea of him being evil and, you know, killing these people and all these things, it makes more sense if it's a possessed doll by an actual soul of someone evil as opposed to just technology gone wrong. So for me, it just kind of, it. while I did... I, I did appreciate that they, like you were saying, Sterling made the effort in this movie, like with the effort with making technology sort of the the main reason why Chucky is Chucky. I just think that, um, you know, technology doesn't give dolls or give things emotions the way that, well, I mean, as you, you would assume that a soul would give someone emotions more than technology. So I just feel like it, it didn't make as much sense why Chucky was able to just have these emotions. Like he was upset when someone else called Andy his best friend and, you know, things like that, where you could tell obviously he had like an actual emotion about it instead of just like, I'm just a robot or I'm just a doll with technology that's advanced. That's just doing some things that, you know, I just hear it. So I do it. It just, it was more than that because he had emotions. And so it's just kind of like, it, it makes more sense for the doll to have emotions. If it's like a possession of some sort, instead of just technology that's malfunctioned. Um, so that was my first issue with it. And um, as I was saying about the detective in this movie, while I did like him, and you could tell that he did have those instincts of a detective and things like that. There were a lot of times when he really just should have picked up on some things way earlier than he did. <laughs> um, like, especially when Andy's at his house having dinner and then he's clearly freaking out about that stupid gift wrapped head that he sent to the mom to cover his tracks. Like you could clearly visibly tell that he was upset and something was wrong and he just wasn't picking up on the fact that it was whatever was in front of him was upsetting him. He thought it was him, the detective himself that was upsetting him. And so things like that where I'm like, you're a detective and you have been for a while apparently. So it just feels like he should have picked up on that more, um, well, earlier than he did. Um, and also the fact that he should absolutely have not still been on this case about what's going on here when his mom was murdered, because that's like an emotional attachment to the case and things like that. And like, it's just kind of like, well, he's just going to be looking out for, for anybody that he can just blame for this because he's emotionally invested in this case now. So it's like, there's no way that they're going to still keep him on as a detective of this when it's his own mother who was, at least I don't think that they would. So that was kind of like a thing like, there's no way that they would still have him working this. And the fact that so many people in his building or that are always at his building are the ones that are being murdered. I feel like he should have picked up on that earlier or somebody else in the department should have picked up on that earlier and been like, uh, why is it people in your building? What's up here? So he actually, I wouldn't have been surprised if he had been a suspect because of all of that, if that makes sense. But um, so that was another kind of little issue I had with it. And I also just can't for the life of me understand why Andy never mentioned anything to his mom about this doll being creepy 
to him. Like, um, you know, he had to warm up to the doll. So after a while, sure, he was fine with it. But you could tell that he really was just creeped out by this doll and really just inconvenienced by this doll for a while. So, you know, there were there were very few scenes where you felt like Andy had this connection with Chucky. Um, so him protecting this doll, in a sense, it didn't really make much sense because they didn't really build that story other than just like the one scene where, you know, he finally is talking to him and opening up to him and then they're playing cards together or whatever before the cat freaks out on him. That's kind of the only scene where you see that they're bonding like they're actually best buddies. Other than that, you feel like this whole time he's been a little bit kind of weary of like, what's up with this doll? It's so weird. But he just never wanted to mention it to his mom. I understand that, you know, he was trying to like be nice because his mom got him this gift or whatever but kind of like when you notice something like oh like i saw that my buddy doll was strangling my cat you tell your mom something like that like why wouldn't you like what or you know like i know that maybe he thought oh she wouldn't believe him or something but you could easily just be like something's up with the technology here it's super weird because this doll was i, I feel like he should have at least made the effort to try to tell his mom like how weird and messed up the doll was to get it out of the house. So, and he just never did. He just, just kind of like covering up stuff with a doll that you feel like he wasn't even really that connected to. So that was kind of weird. But um, yeah, I mean, it just, I don't know, that that kind of bothered me because I'm like, <laughs> he never in any scenario where there was something weird that Chucky did or he found out that Chucky tried to do something or had these violent tendencies. He never said, hey, mom, I just really don't like this doll. Like, I'm sorry, but it's weird. And you know what? The doll's malfunctioned and you're right. It's not working properly. So can you just take it away? Like, why couldn't you have done that? I mean, there wouldn't have been a movie. I guess, but I'm just kind of like, as a kid, especially, I'm like, why wouldn't you just say that to your mom? <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. So, yeah, I mean, I guess those are other than things that Sterling had already mentioned. Um, those are the things for me that really bothered me about the movie. I'm still going to wait a little longer. Justin, your turn. All right. So what did I not like about the movie? So, I mean, really, most of my dislikes uh, really just come with how everything culminates at the end. I, I just think that when it when it comes to the film, that's where I had most of my problems. Like the the fact that it was AI or the fact that um that 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 this was a different spin on Chucky, uh, none of that really bothered me. Chucky is not uh, and never has been one of my favorite horror characters. And so maybe that's why the, the, you know, I, I have little investment in Chucky anyway. And I kind of tuned out once it got to like broad a Chucky and see to Chucky. And it kind of turned into kind of this meta comedy type of thing. I had kind of tuned out this character a long time ago. So who knows? Maybe that has something to do with it is that I'm just not so beholden to the original idea. So when I saw this idea, I just accepted it for what it was. I was like, okay, this is a fresh idea. Cool. I'll roll with it. So, you know, so that didn't bother me. The AI or any of that stuff didn't bother me as much. But I do think that towards the end of the movie, I, I feel like the, the, the term that keeps coming to mind with me is less is more sometimes. And I think that when the movie was doing less, 
And it was just mainly focused on the the Chucky doll and how he was interpreting this relationship with Andy. And I think that that's where everything comes from. I didn't look at the action so much more as emotions, more than I was looking at it as misinterpretations of what this doll was conceptualizing his friendship with this person needed to be. So everything was a means to an end. If I get rid of this person, Andy will like me better. If I cut up people and do violent things, Andy will like me better. If I do, so at first I was I was really with that. I thought that that was fine. I was enjoying it. I was really kind of enjoying the idea that was being presented. But once it gets to the end, I do feel like this film does go off the rails a little bit when it gets to the 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 final act of the movie and everything like that. And just in kind of what Sterling is saying is true. I had a lot of the similar thoughts with that. How is he able to control all of these other things? Like, the, especially because the, you know, it's one thing if the narrative shows us, shows him doing this hacking stuff or shows him, yes, he was able to control certain machines and stuff like that, that were with that same company, but the film never really gives us a basis for how or why he's able to do that. Or what's the difference between him? Because when they first advertise, look, Chucky can control all of your home devices and stuff like that. That makes sense to me because of course, a person, when when you go to Chucky's settings, you would connect him with your devices, which would explain why he would be able to control them. That would have to take that would be a two part deal. It would be the CPU or the AI of the doll. And then it would be the person manually having to connect you to all these different things, just like you have to connect a phone to your Wi-Fi, just like you got to connect the computer, connect your gaming systems, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of a two-way deal. So by the time we get to the, so him controlling things in the house, yes, I can understand that. But the moment he starts controlling everything, well, now it's like, ah, okay, well, how is he able to do that? And the narrative never gave me a reason to understand that. And I totally agree with both of you, like the bare robots and stuff and the growling, like they're actually bears and everything like that. I think that was just too much, man. Why couldn't it have just been an army of buddy dolls just like him, you know, going around and doing that? And it might have even even been cooler if maybe since he was an older model, that's why he could get into them and control them and stuff like that. The newer models that they should have just been inanimate or nothing. And it should have just been I mean, maybe if they could have done that, he he got in there and he could and he turned on himself and connected with a bunch of the old model dolls. I think that would have just made more sense to me. And it would an army of Chucky dolls doing horrible shit. I think that would have been cooler. Then the scene might have played almost something like a gremlins or something. You know, it would have felt kind of throwback to something like that, but it would have been a neat take on on Chucky with all of these dolls running around killing people. And I think something simpler 
And that's what I mean by the less is more. Something simpler like that, I think would have been more effective in my opinion. And I think that's just what happened is in that final scene, it just went off the rails to me with the um, the drones killing with the drone cutting, killing and all of that stuff like that. And just like Sterling said, a lot of that was so nonsensical. And how did this how was Chucky able to get in there, control all of this, do all of this? almost just seemingly instantaneously without really any explanation or knowledge of how he was able to do that. So really just though that that last part of the film is really what stands out as just my biggest problem. That that was a little uh, tough to get through. Uh, overall, you know, it, it, the right things happened and I was glad that the detective was alive and they came back and they kill him and then the scene with the kids and they bash Chucky into pieces and all of that kind of stuff. You know, the, the, there was some effective stuff that happened there, but ultimately, yeah, that just got a little crazy. And to me, it was a far cry from what we had seen before we got to that uh, final uh, mall or store scene of the movie. And then another thing is just that there are just definitely a lot of tropes in the movie, like Audrey Plaza's uh, boyfriend, you know, the the one that the, the, the boyfriend of the mom that the son doesn't like, you know, that's just a trope that we've seen a lot. And yeah, I, I get where Sterling's coming from with the, then they tried to add that extra flavor of, look, he actually has a family and everything to make it more satisfying that he was killed. But honestly, whether you have that or not, that character is just, th th that's just pretty much a trope. You know what I mean? And, um, and, and sometimes this movie had things like that. And I think it was on purpose. Like it was just playing off the nostalgia and trying to give you that horror feel of the original Chucky because that, you know, that's where a lot of these tropes and different things come from is other horror films and the genre like that. But a lot of times you were just like, yeah, okay, I know what this is and I know where this is going. When the detective got cut or whatever and went down, you knew he wasn't dead. When Chucky uh, acted like he was deactivated that first time. You knew that he was going to spring up and do that one last ditch effort. You know, so there are a lot of just by the number cliches that do happen um, in the film and you know exactly what they are and you know exactly where the film is going. And sometimes they played those scenes for laughs and they played those tropes for laughs. And I thought that was when it was being clever and it was effective. But then it, 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 at the end, definitely, it does sort of just fall into a lot of the things that you normally see with these kind of movies. I mean, I guess maybe that's why I had a lot of problems with this movie is it kept wanting to lean on nostalgia, but at the same time, it wanted to innovate other things. Like it was just really weird and inconsistent with how it wanted to use nostalgia and how it wanted to like make itself new. I never really felt like it was a, a real balance with the two. And I will kind of disagree with you a little bit on that. Um, something you said, Justin, because in this movie, I don't agree that less was more because when it was less in this movie, it got kind of boring because shit wasn't happening. It was just the same things over and over again of Chucky misunderstanding something and then being like, no, Chucky, you can't do that. And then him misunderstanding something 
no chucky you can't do that and just that for like 90 fucking hours and then some fucking killing started <laughs> like so to me the less is more didn't necessarily work in this just because i was fucking bored when it was less because nothing was fucking happening at least that's how i feel with that well i think you're interpreting less as something kind of different than what i was interpreted the less i'm talking about is when it was chucky doing the killing when it was him going around and doing these kills and coming up with these ways to kill people and stuff like that. And when it was confined within its own thing and it was him sort of um, doing the running around, misdirecting people, doing all the killing and stuff like that, it worked better for me. But when it got to the end and it's drones and bear dolls and all of this stuff like that, I think that's where it lost me. Even if you didn't have this big expo with all these people and stuff like that, wh what I mean by less is, why couldn't it have just been confined to that family? What if he had just kidnapped Audrey Plaza and the kids are trying to find him? And it comes down to kind of this showdown with just the kids and Chucky or those or just the son and him. And, you know, like, I think there was a maybe a way where you didn't have to have all of that other shit and something a little more simpler, I think at the end would have been better. I'm not talking about the less like when they weren't killing or, you know, do, developing the plot or anything like that. What I'm talking about is what more or less what happened at the end and how it was all these other things. And I think they could have simplified that is what I was trying to say. I mean, that aspect of it. Yeah, I get it's just as soon as you said that, that's just all I was thinking about is I just kept going back to less in this movie. And I was like, you know what? No, that was I was bored. I was very bored for a very long time in this movie. Like I was intrigued at the beginning and I was intrigued with how they started showing some of the stuff and showing him slightly changing and showing him learning. And then when it just kept being the same thing over and over again, I got really bored. And so I was happy whenever he at least started killing people and just it went apeshit insane, at least to a degree, because I was like, oh, something's at least fucking happening at this point. I'm like, dear God, it took them long enough to fucking get here but i do like one thing you said though justin with it would have worked better if he was a newer version of the doll and he was able to override and possess older versions of the doll yeah to that degree that part makes a lot of sense to me like why he was able to do some of that stuff and just kind of possess things and like i said it would have been really awesome if he was like the newer version of the doll and if you had the older versions of the doll kind of look more like the original Chucky from the or first movie. Oh, that would have been cool. So then you would have just had an army of Chucky's fucking murdering people in a store. Yes. Yes. That's and how bad would that yeah. have been? And, and like I said, wouldn't that have given you kind of a Gremlins-esque kind of feel to it? Like just this yeah. army of Chucky's going around killing and yelling and, ah, and all these Chucky's running at you. That would have been badass. Why, you know, why bears and drones? Why not just simplify that idea? 
And and I love what you said there, though. I didn't quite say that, but the way you said it was a little better, like the newer version of the doll controlling the older, because, you know, that speaks to like backwards compatibility and stuff like that. Like your newer devices being able to connect to your older devices and you can take memory from them and stuff. You could have totally used that because that is very much a true thing nowadays. No, and I completely agree with you, like with the whole Gremlins thing. It really reminds me of a movie that I truly love that you guys shit on me for, even though you've never fucking seen it. When it comes to uh, Puppet Masters, The Littlest Reich, because there is a puppet convention and that's why there's a ton of puppets and just the entire movie devolves into just an army of puppets slaughtering just dozens and dozens and dozens of people. And it's glorious. And I would have liked to see that in this movie. I would have liked to just see it devolve into just a Chucky on human massacre where it's just <laughs> 12 or 13 Chucky's just fucking up people left and right. Hell yeah. And you could have done some of those things and kind of made it more a little more like gremlins and stuff like that. Like instead of having like him just artificially take over the drones, if there was a Chucky robot with the remote control with a drone and just slamming it into somebody's face. Yeah. Like I would have actually preferred that, you know, or just like, you know, seeing him like take a blender and just like, like breaking it on somebody's face or something like that. And you could have done these weird things that would have like paid homage to the other Chucky movies or something like that. Like, you know, they could have had somebody like, you know, like I said, take a blender and break it over a Chucky's face. And then he kind of looks like the, the stitched up Chucky from like the bride of Chucky and seed of Chucky and those Chucky's later on where his face is kind of mangled like that. So you kind of get that that homage to the the other Chucky stuff with that. And like I said, you get an homage to the original Chucky trilogy with having the older dolls look like that. I, I think that that would have just been a way more fun way to do it. And it would have balanced out things. Like I was saying earlier, you would have balanced nostalgia with the new stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I just, I really do think that they're going to end up trying to do a sequel to this and it's it's just not going to be the same with it being this corrupt programming jumping around like that really is a little too black mirror like it just doesn't seem as fun because it makes no sense for this programming to jump around to just keep wanting to kill people you know like why is this artificial intelligence that was killing people because he wanted to help his best friend you know And that's kind of still his motivations at the very end of the movie. He's still got that mentality. It makes no sense for him to come back and kill people with that mentality. Um, Whereas having a murder, psychopathic black magic into a doll, it makes sense why it keeps wanting to kill people because that's all the fucker wants to do. Yep, that's true. (laughs) They'll definitely have a problem. I mean, if there, you know, if there is to be a next movie, which I'm not sure how well this did it's opening weekend or not. I'm not sure where it is or how it compares to anything else, but yeah, you definitely have a tough time explaining why, why, why would he give, why would he care about anything else? You know, like, like what would motivate him to keep killing? Wouldn't he just try to find a new friend or I don't know, like, yeah, what would that second movie even be? And like you said, I mean, is he basically he's Ultron now? So I mean, you know, all I see is just a maximum overdrive type of situation. And if nobody knows what that is, when did that? Does that eight, early eighties? A movie that came out um, about a bunch of appliances going around and 
they're killing everybody and a guy gets killed by a vending machine and, you know, all this crazy stuff. And it was really campy and cheesy kind of movie that people still remember. And I mean, isn't that about where you can go with this? Like, I mean, what else is there to do? Or he goes after Andy. I mean, like, what could you do in the second one? Right. And to answer your question, Justin, that movie came out in 1986. Ah, 86. Okay. Also, for all you guys, it's Emilio Estevez is in that movie. So if you just want an excuse to watch it, just say Emilio Estevez is in it. And that gives you a reason at least. (laughs) But I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say anything else about this movie because now I'm at the point where I'm 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 solely in the 45 percent of fuck this movie. And so if I if I go again, I'm just going to end up dehydrated and and everything again, slightly tired. And I, I don't necessarily want to do that to our listeners. I think my points have very much come across. Is there anything else you guys would like to say as far as dislikes before we move on? Nope. I'm good. Okay. On that note, Justin, recommendation score. Okay. Well, do I recommend this? Um, I think that in the short answer is yes, I do. Um, even though, yes, I did have a lot of problems with this movie, I, I still overall thought this was fun. It was a nice break from the other movies that I had seen. This was a movie that I do feel like tried some things. It had some good ideas. It, it, it tried a few things, a few things that I liked. It had some entertaining performances. So on the end, and if you're a horror fan, it went when it was time to kill, just like everybody said, it really brought the gore and there was some interesting kills and some like, you know, some very like cringing, like, oh, kind of gory kills, which is, you know, a staple of these types of movies and things like that. So even though not everything worked, I think enough of it worked for you to check it out and see what you think for yourself. Uh, you know, so far the movie has been kind of in the middle of the pack with audiences and fan and, and critics leaning slightly upward. So I guess that's something to say about it. Uh, but, but overall, I thought that this was fine, man. This movie was not trying to be the, the greatest movie ever. It, it knew it wasn't taking itself seriously. It knew what it was. And that I think helped it, even though it didn't realize everything. I think that 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 just having that identity and sticking to that did help this. And a lot of times it did give me kind of a lot of those n- nostalgic feelings for like an old school type of horror movie or old school type of genre. You know, it was nice to kind of revisit a film that gives me similar feelings uh, to those films, though. I wish overall there were certain things that definitely could have and should have been better. So, but overall, yeah, I think you should check this out. If you're a fan of the Child's Play movies, if you're a fan of horror movies, you know, if that's something that you feel like you haven't gotten enough of this year or this summer, then go check this out. You know, it it was fun. Um, And, you know, this is one of those where I don't think anybody just had the greatest expectations for this movie. So, you know, I walked out rather surprised um, with how much I enjoyed it. Um, As far as a score, I'm going to go with 59. Hey, Andy, I am your buddy soliloquies by a confused Chucky on what his ideals of friendship are out of a hundred, just underneath, just underneath 
um, a positive score for me, but it's right there, man. I think I really enjoyed most of this, but I just think at the end of it, it went off the rails just a little bit much. I can't go exactly in the positive, but it did enough for me. I laughed enough. I enjoyed it enough for at least for it to be right there on the cusp of positive. So that's where I have uh, Child's Play. Heather, your turn. Um, I mean, for me, it's just, it honestly is a very middle of the road movie for me. Like one day I could just be like, yeah, okay, it's okay enough to watch it again. And then other other days I might just be like, nah, it really is very middle of the road for me, unfortunately. Um, just because while they did do a couple of new things and they did make effort with it, it wasn't for me enough to just say it's a must-see type of thing. And that also could just be because even the originals weren't really even my favorites necessarily. But I mean, if you did watch the originals and you just kind of, you know, you're into the, the even the storyline of it or you want to compare the two, if you're into horror movies, it's, you know, sure, why not go see it? I think... Um, because it is so just middle of the road for me, I would understand if people were like, yeah, I want to check it out and see. And I would also understand if people were like, no, I don't think I'm going to watch it. I wouldn't really blame either. Um, So it's unfortunate because it's not like I was like, there were a lot of things about it that I, I was like, okay, that's a good thing about it and whatever. I don't want to be completely indifferent about the movie. But just in general, if I'm recommending it to people, I just feel like that's going to be harder for me because um, it's not it's not something I would compare to great like as a great horror movie or anything like that. But I've also seen so much worse, if that makes sense. So um, I'm going to give this honestly, I'm going to give it 50 returned malfunctioned buddy dolls out of 100, just really straight up half and half for me just straight up 50 <laughs> for me it's one of those movies i don't know see it if you want to don't see it if you don't want to it really doesn't fucking matter your life's not really gonna change either way like if you want to see this and you watch it i think it's okay enough that you won't hate yourself afterwards and if you don't watch this you're not really missing anything it's that it's fine your life will roll on you'll see better movies you'll definitely see worse movies like I said, this is a slightly better version of 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 Pet Cemetery, and I don't know. I hope if they're going to keep doing these horror remakes, like I hope that they learn some lessons from this, but actually just do a better job. I don't feel like I'm asking too much. Just do a better job. Um, I don't know. I guess I'm right there with you, Heather. I get a bit of fifty faces being ripped off by a. I guess that was a tiller. I'm not quite sure what gardening appliance that was but 50 of that it really is it's just it really is right down the middle with how it turns out you know i know i said earlier that it was like only a 45 percent fuck this movie but i don't think that necessarily translate directly to a score with it i just like i said it at least tried so you know that five percent less fuck that movie I guess gives it a 50% better score than the movie. So I've said, fuck this movie too. So yeah, take that for what you will with a grain of salt or I don't know, whatever the fuck people take stuff with. 
Any other thoughts before we end this out, guys? Nope. No. So on that note, thank you guys for listening. Check us out on cinemaslayers.com. Check us out on Cinema Slayers Podcast on Facebook. Check us out at cinema underscore slayers on Twitter and Instagram. Give us a rating and review and whatever preferred podcast listening uh, app you use that really helps us out give us some feedback on any of our social media platforms let us know what you thought about our reviews or any of these other things we've talked about with this you know did you like chucky did you hate chucky did you agree with any of us did you you know what do you think about any of this stuff we love hearing from you guys so definitely reach out to us and let us know what you thought and just remember according to justin moon knight is a best picture winner I really tapered off on that. I don't know why. Uh. <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I'm leaving this in too. Who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm.